Now, whereabouts are you, Kelly? I'm in L.A. So really all the mess of weather that's sitting on the West Coast really isn't bothering you, is it? Well, we're getting rain, but, you know, we need it. Well, you know, it's a little bit worse in Northern California. I'm in Southern California. You know, they had that, that big redwood that toppled over, unfortunately, due to the to wild weather up in Northern California. But down here, it's just, you know, just a little bit of rain. No big deal. Tell me about the tour. Well, What's going on? we just announced that uh, we're, we're headlining a big summer tour with Cheap Trick and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. And um, really looking forward to it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of hits on that stage every night. And, we, you know, we've known the Cheap Trick guys for a while. And Jason used to play in Foreigner. So I think it's going to be a very good vibe. I think what people don't really understand is if there's a really great vibe backstage and everybody's cool and everything's great, it, it, it reflects on the stage. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to having a really good time. Big 40th anniversary tour for Foreigner, 40 years since the first record was put out. So it's a big year for us. The perspective of 40 years, I mean, you share that with, um, let's see, Tom Petty's doing his 40th year. And you uh, too. Cheap Trick is too. Cheap Trick. And you too is 41. So what what's that like to be in that in that crowd you know it's just amazing to think that these songs um have uh, uh, stood the test of time and and really uh, i don't they don't feel or sound old to me they have power and energy and and uh, i think that they're meaningful even today and it's a, it's a really great thing to be able to play this great catalog of music and and I, when it's such good quality it just it just transcends time yeah so you're the third successor in front running foreigner and i'm pretty sure that that's a lot of big shoes to fill to begin with well i like to say i bring my own shoes and <laughs> not trying to be anybody else this band is not trying to be a previous version of itself um, this is the evolution of the band and and this is how it's come forward i mean even from the second record band members started to change so not a new thing um i've been in the band 12 years so i think i you know i I really i think i understand the songs and know what the vibe is and and this is a really great strong energetic interactive band we love getting out on stage and interacting with the crowd and so i feel in that way it's very strong so tell me a little bit more about kelly hansen so what was the path that you took that led you to front run foreigner well you know i I started accidentally singing, uh, just kind of just by happenstance, and when I was about 17, and um, with a friend of mine who had a band, and we were on the beach, and he had his guitar, and we sang a couple of songs. He said, "Come and sing with me in my band," and I was a couple weeks later, I'm the lead singer of his band. And then I was in a band in the 80s called Hurricane, and we had, uh, you know, we had a top 40 hits, and we had several videos, and toured all over, and. And getting that tour experience really came in uh, to play uh, 12 years ago when uh, I had read an article about Mick doing a a charity show in Santa Barbara. And it sounded like there was something happening. I didn't know what the state of Foreigner was, and this sounded like maybe it was a new Mick Jones thing, or was there something happening with Foreigner? I didn't know. So I made some phone calls. They eventually ended up telling me that they're looking for a new voice for Foreigner, and I wasn't happy with what my career was doing. They sent me a CD of five of, of, of uh, the biggest Foreigner recordings, like the actual recordings, but without any vocals on them, and said, put your voice on these. And so I did, and Mick got to hear those in New York. And then they were coming out to do some rehearsals, so I said, can I be the first guy to come in the door and sing with you? Because that's a big tip. If you ever have that chance, try to be the first one in, because once people find somebody, they don't keep looking, you know? Yeah. So uh, we jammed for about an hour and a half, and uh, I distinctly remember I got home at 6 p.m., 
and, and unbeknownst to me, they were calling mutual friends and having a roundtable discussion about, you know, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I a weirdo or something <laughs> wrong with me or am I, you know, okay? And they called me back at 7 and said, we're booking shows for this weekend. Can you start rehearsing tomorrow? And I looked at my calendar, and apparently I was free. What was that like for you when that when the phone rang? It was like, okay, you're the dude. You're the guy. What? How did that feel? Well, I hadn't been on the road in 14 years, you know, by choice, and um, I knew that this was going to be on the road, and I knew my life was going to change, and uh, I, I understood that. Um, and it took off, and it hasn't stopped. It's been like a rocket ever since. So that doesn't really happen. People don't strum a guitar on a beach, and then all of a sudden they're in a touring band and on MTV and have a top 40 hit and end up fronting Foreigner. It just doesn't happen. Well, it doesn't start well, on the beach. That's almost 40 years later. <laughs> it's not overnight. No. I'm, I'm one of those guys where you get a little piece of history in your hands, and you just kind of relish that moment. I'm just trying to figure out what that was like to get the actual recordings without the voice track for, uh, like, feels like the first time and, and no it's, it's it's really cool because in order to give me that tape that means they have to go in the studio with the original tapes and bring up the faders and without the vocal uh, faders up you know they take the voices out which means the mix I'm getting is not really the same mix as you hear on the radio not only does it not have the vocals in it but all the other instruments are slightly in a different place and different EQ and things because they, they just kind of threw it up and a mix in order to give it to me so as an engineer and producer which I am both that was a very interesting uh, thing to listen to you hear stuff that you didn't hear in the originals like they'll give me a track and they'll let it fade out longer than it than anybody has ever really heard it so you hear things at the end of the recording the band finishing playing the people saying stuff in the background uh, people laughing or whatever and that that you never hear on the radio because all that stuff is cleaned up and faded out before that ever happened so from that perspective it was incredibly interesting and and since then we've gone in and listened to other tracks multi-tracks and you hear like cold as ice at the at the tail end of cold as ice they're singing uh cold as ice um pay the price but if you listen closely there's one time where they say three blind mice <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking you're going to say cha-cha-cha or something something really bizarre but three blind mice that's, good. that's close enough yeah. <laughs> yeah now what would be your favorite song to sing we can do foreigner and then non-foreigner so what what i'm sure every single one of them has got a special place in your heart anyway because it's such an opportunity but what would be the one that really pumps you up when you're out on stage you know, i'm just on that's i get asked this question multiple times every day and i'm not i'm not a favorite type of person i have such a great fruit basket of songs to choose from and one day i'm in the mood for an apple and one day i'm in the mood for an orange but thankfully and luckily all of the fruit i have to choose from is beautiful luscious and ripe and and then the environment every night changes you know one night we're particularly cranking on one song and then another night it'll be a different song because the crowd is different and the night is different and the sound is different so the fortunate thing is, is that we're not having to play a whole set waiting for those last two songs that are our hits like every song we do is a well-known song it's a well-crafted song it's challenging to sing it's fun and different every night so i'm just not a, a, a favorite person in that way at all i think i read that you were a vocal arranger and in, in for poison and so and you've said here that you've, you're an engineer as well so what do you like in now that's on the radio you know it's funny because there's a lot of stuff out now that is uh, there's a there's been a trend for a while where where songwriters they use these similar five chords 
or they'll take a theme from a keyboard patch on on a famous hit and they'll turn that into a bass uh, uh, part on their next songs. They're just, just kind of stealing pieces and parts from other songs and then taking samples from other parts of other songs and just making these long tracks that where they didn't create the sounds themselves. And that's, to me, that's a bit of a bummer because I remember being in the studio, spending long hours creating the sounds out of nothing. Uh, you, you, have, you have a guitar and an amp and you're trying to make a great guitar sound. Now people just go and they press a keyboard and they get their guitar chord. Yeah. And it's a little bit disappointing that they don't think that it's uh, worth the challenge to try to create their own sounds. That being said, there's still a lot of great artists out there and great music, and it's very tough to find sometimes because there's a glut of information out there and entertainment channels and people who are making records in their bedroom that shouldn't be. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a, a lot of bands I like uh, out there, and uh, you know, I like, I really like the singers. I like the Adels and. And the uh, who's who's it sings um oh, I'm blanking out now. Try us, we're DJs. Who sings uh <laughs> New York and uh Oh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, you know. I even like Lady Gaga. I mean Yeah. I, I really like I come from it's a singer with a band kinda of behind and it took me a long time before I, I when I was in Hurricane in the eighties where it was like a band where the singer is melted into the band rather than it being a singer out front and a band behind. So gotcha. that's the difference for being a from from being an instrumentalist and being a vocalist. You you have that different perspective. You mentioned earlier uh, about concerts and that some songs are better for some crowds and some songs are better for others. You can really feel it when you're up on stage? Sure, and even when we go to different parts of the world, I mean, some songs in Europe were, were the, there were different hits in Europe than there were in the States. So we have to alter our set list when we go to Europe to, to take that into account. And yeah, you know, night, night by night, uh, things can be different because every show is a fluid thing it's not it can't it can't be the same it's it's a different place it's a different audience it's a different ambiance it's a different feel so every night it's a fluid thing and that means that different places are going to pool up with energy and different places are going to uh you know ebb ebb with emotion but you know there is a general flow to the thing but you never know about the nuances that that's that just goes when you're doing when it goes down when you're doing the show so what's Kelly's concert utopia when you come away from a show and you go that was perfect what's that look like um, if I feel that I did a great job if I feel I sang the songs really well if I if I feel that I connected with the audience um, those are the those are the things that matter to me what's the what's the best thing a fan has ever said to you oh boy <laughs> I, I mean that's really that's really hard to say I mean a lot of times you know, we hear so many stories from people about how a particular song affected their life or, or marked a period in their life when a family member died or when people got married or people got engaged or people had sex for the first time. Or, um, and people relate those stories to us a lot. And, and sometimes in the way they tell it, it's just so meaningful. Like someone will say, you know, this, every time they hear this song, they remember their... their dead brother or you know it's just it's just so amazing the the array of situations that these songs 
um, fill people's lives. And, and I never get tired of hearing those those kind of things. And they're very touching and very moving. And it feels like that's going to continue on generation to generation. Just the, the music from Foreigner is just, is timeless. It really is. You know, we have a lot of, there's a lot of young people that come to the shows. And, and not all of them are just being dragged there by their parents because I can see their mouths. They know the words. And that's one of the great things, you know, you think about it, 40 years later, these songs are, are still being learned by a new generation. That's why we're excited about this 40th anniversary tour, um, and that's why we're w- working with Rhino Records, and we're putting out this uh, new release called uh, 40 Hits from 40 Years. It goes all the way back to the beginning and plays, gives you all kinds of tracks, all the way up to the current day with some new material on that. That's coming out in May. And then Rhino is also helping us celebrate the 40th anniversary by putting out a picture disc of Head Games. When's the last time you saw a picture disc? Hmm. Awesome. That's really cool. We have a really full year for this 40th anniversary, celebrating the 40 year uh, since the first record was put out. We're going to be recording and filming with an orchestra in Switzerland. We're going to be doing this big summer tour with Cheap Trick and Jason Bonham. So we have a lot of stuff planned. It's very exciting for us after all these years that these songs are still making the connection. That's so awesome. That is so so exciting. Well, and stepping yeah. just outside of it, your musician part of you and the sound engineer part of you, uh, from what I understand, you've got some pretty good culinary skills. I like to cook. Yes, I am a chop champion. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I do. And when I get home, I've been home kind of on a year-end break, so I'm trying to expand my uh, repertoire of dishes and working on stuff and, and enjoying having good food. I, you know, I rarely go out to a restaurant because I'm finding I'm enjoying the food much better at home. When you come here, make sure that you, if you have time, that you take in the food here because there are some of the uh, most awarded chefs in a small concentrated city like Raleigh-Durham. Uh, it's amazing foodie place here. And yeah, you know, that's, that's often the case for a lot of cities that we go to and unfortunately that's the problem is we rarely have any time we'll play a show after the show we'll get in a bus we'll drive all night we'll get into the new city at sometimes four in the morning six in the morning you get out you go into your hotel you go sleep you wake up you have room service and then you get ready and it's time to go to the show again and um it's only when you have a day off if you have the energy <laughs> that you can feel you can go out and and visit those kind of places and, and i do as often as i can so that kind of answers the other question i have it's is as being a quote-unquote rock star all all play and no work it's, you know what <laughs> I, listen i have i'm the luckiest guy in the world to be doing what i'm doing that doesn't mean to say that i can't that i can't say that traveling is is tiring and when you're on the road playing with a band, my philosophy is, no, it's not the journey. It's the destination. I want to get there and be there because the traveling part is, is, is tough. I mean, going to airports every day or, I mean, actually traveling by bus is kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, because you can, you, can, you can actually multitask. I can sleep and travel at the same time where if I had to sleep, wake up, get in a plane, get off the plane then go to a gig it's a lot harder than doing it the other way so but it, it can be tiring and um you know you're putting out a lot of energy every night i try to really give everything i have on stage and so that means i have to rest as much as possible so i don't get to do a lot of stuff but that's you know what was me i'm lead singer foreigner you know <laughs> how terrible is that yeah so and a follow-up on the cooking question what dish would you serve with foreigner you mean two foreigner or no no what, what dish what pairing would you have with foreigner what what oh my gosh you know 
Anything spicy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Need a top loaded. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like your bandmates can benefit with some of your culinary skills then. Well, you know, yeah, they, they've tasted some some of the stuff that I've cooked. Not all the time and not often because there's really no way to cook on a bus, but there's just a microwave. So <laughs> sometimes when we're home, we'll get together. <laughs> microwave cooking with Kelly Hansen, right? <laughs> yeah, not, not, yeah, not something you want to do. Are you all uh, involved in the business aspect of the band or do you have uh, companies and third parties take care of that for you? Well, you always have... Uh, management and an agent yeah. and uh, and business managers and accountants you have all those but you know you have to you have to be on top of all that you have to know what's going on for sure and of course you got social media so Facebook not just for foreigner but for you personally too right yep yep mine is is uh, Kelly Hansen rocks and there's you know we, we encourage everyone to go to foreigneronline.com for all things foreigner links to Twitter Instagram Facebook all that stuff and constantly working on that, trying to find new ways to make that work for us, because that is really um, how things are done nowadays. And it's it's always difficult trying to find a way that works, because sometimes some of our audience is are not really super internet savvy, and some, and some are, and you have to try to reach everybody. So it's always a challenge. All right. So now you're coming to the Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill area. Um, what questions do you have for us? <laughs> I don't have any. Oh, come on! <laughs> what kind of questions? What kind of questions would I have for you? Well, you guys going to the show? Absolutely, of course. Well, there you go. That's that's all I need to know. There you go. You know, make sure I'm going to tell you to have a good time, and I think uh, you know you can try to do that. But yeah, we are coming there August sixth, and we're going to be at the Coastal Credit Union Music Park. So, want everyone to go out and get your tickets early. It's probably going to be a sold-out show. We're looking so looking forward to the summer tour, man. I love touring in the summer. We had a great time with Kid Rock last time. That was that was amazing, and uh, looking forward to doing it again. And of course, the tickets do go on sale uh, later on this week, but uh, still do some giveaways with Kitty during the '90s at noon. So there's still chances for uh, for something to enjoy you, Kelly, and the rest of the gang over at Foreigner. Absolutely. Well, Kelly Hansen, thank you for taking a few minutes and talking with us. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure.